What's up everybody? It's Mr. DC's Education Podcast. Alright, today's episode is devoted to a solution and or solutions to my ISTE learner question, which is, what Microsoft programs and or technology programs could one use in a theater arts classroom, aka my classroom? Woo! All right, y'all, let's break it down. All right, so I wanted to find a solution to this question um, about using technology in a theater arts classroom. And so um, one of the programs that could potentially solve this question of mine was a program called Flipgrid, where students could easily record themselves, you know, either giving monologues, lines, or even singing songs, right? And so I really like this program because the interface um, was pretty straightforward. Um, You just have to hit record and kids and students could easily record themselves. Um, While I do love this program, um, some concerns I had were technology uh, usage um, in regards to how one could, let's say if I assigned a assignment where a student would have to sing something, right? They could easily sing to a YouTube track that could be played off screen um, where they could sing and turn in a song that way, right? But an issue that I could see happening is that students could have trouble finding another audio type device to play said YouTube track um, successfully while they would sing their song. Because you could easily play a YouTube track from the same recourse, uh, from the same device that you are recording from, but that in itself wouldn't provide great audio quality um, to the overall recording. And that's based off of my um, experiences singing karaoke on Zoom, for instance. Um, you would have to, in order for the music audio to come um, at a higher quality, one would have to play the YouTube audio, for instance, on a separate Bluetooth speaker, for instance. And that would um, also need to come from the YouTube link that you would have to play from would have to come from another device other than the one that you are recording on. So that would have to come from like a smartphone or an iPad or even another computer that one would have. And so I could see that being a problem if I were to assign a song for a student uh, where they would need to sing to a track, um, I could see that being a problem because technological um, usage potentially. Um, Some kids may not have an extra iPad or a smartphone or another device hanging around where they could do that assignment. And also, um, I also feel that this Flipgrid program, while it is fairly user-friendly, I also feel like it could not be of use to younger kids because it's not, um, I feel like the the buttons, I guess, aren't as um, obvious for younger kids. And I can also see parents um, getting overwhelmed by this program as well, especially those who aren't tech savvy. And so while I feel I could use this program and I most likely will use this program um, in my future classroom, I feel that uh, there are many concerns potentially for this. And so Um, I looked into some peer responses and um, what I could do and what other programs I could use, and I'm going to present those, 
and my possible solutions to those questions as well. All right, so um, one of the first peer responses to this question and to my response to Flipgrid came from Hannah M. Shout out to Hannah M. And so basically, she was saying that, you know, she had a, um, a kid, um, a nanny's kid, I believe, from her comment saying that they adapted pretty quickly to Flipgrid and that they were um, in the younger uh, uh, grade set, um, below fifth grade. And what she basically stated was that um, she believes that kids take technology and new applications sometimes quicker than we can. And that's obviously something that I never considered because I'm always, um, for me, habit-wise, I always want to, I guess, over-explain things to everybody. And so I automatically just assume that kids in general and just people in general don't know what they're doing. And so I feel like based off of that response, I think I just need to get a better sense of trust to these kids to be able to learn instead of just like, you know, giving up on them right away. And so I appreciate Hannah bringing that up. And that's something that um, could be added to my solution when applying Flipgrid or another piece of technology to students in my theater classrooms. Now, she also stated something um, about another program I could use. She asked if is there another application that could allow students to recite lines or build a play together or do something in that vein? And so um, looked into other programs as well because y'all are literally making my brain go a mile a minute in the best way possible. So after listening to that question, um, and thanks for this suggestion, Dr. Liz um, Ebersole, I looked into Immersive Reader, which is um, OneNote. Uh, it's a Microsoft program. It's OneNote's Immersive Reader, which, you know, can assist students uh, with reading. Um, but what I found in an article, um, which was uh, specifically geared towards uh, using this program in a theater arts classroom, it basically says that, um, you know, you could easily play characters, lines, and scripts out loud. And so um, what this article basically stated was that they had one of their students type out their script. And um, this program, Immersive Reader, was able to um, speak these lines, not only their lines, but other characters' parts as well in the script. And knowing um, your character's lines, um, other than your own character's lines, um, before and after your lines are pivotal in memorizing scripts. And so I felt that this option that Immersive Reader gives is super, super cool. And I wish I personally had something like this when I was a theater uh, kid um, in school, specifically, like, even in college, you know, when I was a theater kid. And what I also found really cool about Immersive Reader um, was that it could automatically highlight parts of the script uh, where kids could, um, and students and just people in general, could have issues with understanding certain words or themes. Like, for instance, um, Shakespeare. Great playwright. Love Shakespeare. We all know Shakespeare, but um, the language that I used, uh, because we don't use his type of English anymore, could be very confusing, especially some terms. And so having that um, tool where they could highlight certain phrases and or words um, could help students understand the material more. So um, I found out, found, I found that very, very cool. So thank you so much, Hannah M, for that question.
All right, so now this next response comes from a peer of mine um, in our class by Melissa G. Yay, Melissa G. And so this is relating to the immersive reader response um, program that I sort of talked about previously. And so she basically stated that, do you think there's a specific type of student immersive reader would match with best or would you offer it to the class as a whole? And so very great question, um, Melissa. Um, based off of just my experience and just the general overall nerves that students and people in general have when reading scripts for the first time, aka a cold reading in front of peers, I feel like no matter the reading level of a student, I feel like the nerves will always be there. You know, they, they will always get nervous reading in front of people for the most part. And so to answer your question, I feel like using immersive reader and breaking down um, that those aspects of like typing out your script and um, being able to hear your lines repeated back could be of use for every single person um, in my classroom. So I feel like using this program to teach every student as a whole would be beneficial because one, it could help um, lessen nerves for students in general, but it could also um, help find confidence for students who aren't as, um, you know, as comfortable reading in general. And so I feel like using Immersive Reader would be such a great tool overall to use for students in the classroom. So thank you for that clarification, Melissa G. All right, so now the next response um, in regards to my question was from Dr. Liz Ebersole. Woo! All right, so she basically commented saying that Seesaw, uh, which is a learning management system for younger students, has a record yourself option as well. And so I tested it out a bit and already the user interface, it's super colorful, it's brighter than Flipgrid's user interface, so it's clearly catering to a younger audience. And so I played around with the buttons a little bit and hit the record button and um, clicked video and all that stuff. And what was really cool is that the print in itself, the print um, where it gives you directions is pretty big and in your face, but it's also brightly colored so that younger kids could connect to it. And what's really cool is that whenever you click like a button to record, it gives very easy directions um, and bigger buttons, um, bigger images so that younger students could potentially um, successfully record themselves um, for, let's say, theater projects, singing, reading, and all that jazz. And so I found that really, really cool. And if and when I do teach younger kids um, in a theater setting, I could see this tool being of great use because it is super easy, um, easier, I guess, than Flipgrid. So thank you so much, uh, Dr. Liz, um, for that. And um, yeah, thank you. Woo. All right, so our next question, uh, response actually, comes from Matthew P. Uh, and so a big issue that I sort of expressed was like, okay, like, cool, they're gonna use Flipgrid, woohoo. Um, now they're gonna have to play a YouTube track off of another device. And I previously said that that could potentially pose problems for students 
um, who want to turn in recorded um, music projects. And so Matthew literally was like, yo, I don't know, have you heard of BandLab? Because uh, he was explaining more in this response that BandLab uh, could help because students not only can submit recordings of themselves singing, but they could, um, he basically said it was super easy to add a backing track to their recordings, which is a huge um, solution to my concerns about singing to a YouTube track um, while using Flipgrid. So I definitely would love to look into this more. Um, but he did say that it was just mainly for older kids. But hey, you know what? Um, I, I really want to utilize this, especially if you can add something like a backing track to it right away. Because I'm familiar with another program called GarageBand. Um, using um, on the Mac systems, but um, again, that is a program where while you can add your own backing track, you have to know very specific tra uh, steps on how to do it, um, dragging here and there and all that jazz. Um, and so I, I definitely want to look into that BandLab program as well. So I, I definitely want to thank you for your response, Matthew, um, in that regard. It sounds something that's super useful for theater students specifically musical theater students in general. So thank you for that. All right, and so this last response was like, it got me thinking a lot, uh, more so than ever. And so this comes from Emily W. So shout out to you, Emily W. And she basically stated, all right, cool. In response to your question and your concerns, um, I talked about technology usage and how it could be lacking for some students. And so she basically stated, what alternative um, suggestions do you have if a student were unable to access technology at home? And so based off of that, also depending on how much, how many times a week I would teach a grade theater arts, I would try and devote a 40 minute block um, per class actually devote a class to just using and test running Flipgrid, for instance, if, if we are using Flipgrid. I would um, give a little step-by-step -step tutorial, get them comfortable with it, and specifically show them how to play a YouTube clip off of, um, off of another device and a Bluetooth speaker. And also with technology um, access, possibly not being at the home of my students, I would, my goal is to try to get some computers or even a laptop or two in the classroom setting so that I could devote that time for students to learn the technology and for them to connect. Um, and I'm gonna use this as a specific example. Um, right now I teach a K through five, um, I teach K through five drama but I only see um, one grade um, once a week. So I only see each grade once a week. And so if we are basing it off of that model, I would spend that 45 minute block. Um, yeah, I only see them for 45 minutes and I would teach them those things um, in regards to Flipgrid and how to record themselves. And so, but based off of me seeing them only once a week, I would devote at least um, two of those classes. So it would be like two weeks worth of just like learning how to use Flipgrid, for instance, and how it could be useful and how to turn in assignments online and all that jazz. And so, 
yeah, I, I would have to figure out schedule wise on how to accommodate that. And I feel like that question in itself is already getting me to think about how to arrange my own schedule, my current schedule in the drama classroom as well. So thank you so much, Emily W for that. Um, just a lot of thinking in the best way possible. Alright, so that is pretty much it for Mr. DC's education podcast episode. Um, I learned a lot from every single person who responded to me, and it's got me thinking that overall, there are a lot of tools that I could use that could accommodate the concerns I had with Flipgrid. Um, But the bigger question that I've learned is like, how am I going to now implement uh, these... um, these technologies and how am I going to teach these kids how to use it, right? And so it's all about now, all right, now not just knowing about what's available, but now the next step is, all right, how am I going to schedule this out in uh, my classroom schedule? Um, When am I going to teach it? How long am I going to teach it? And um, how much time should I devote uh, tutorials and lessons in regards to just using these technologies? And so now that's the next step for me, and I'm very excited for for what I've learned from y'all, from what I've learned so far, and so I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all of this knowledge, and I'm excited for this journey. So much love to you all, take care, and yas!